Welcome to the Fiscal Fitness Podcast, where personal finance is about the person, not the numbers. And budget isn't a four-letter word anymore. Here is your co-host, financial coach Jacqueline Wise. Well, hello, hello, and welcome back to the Fiscal Fitness Podcast. This is Coach Jacqueline Wise, and I'm one of the financial coaches on the Fiscal Fitness team. I'm super excited to introduce our special guest in a minute. But first, I want to share what the focus of this episode will be. So today we're talking about how to cut the cable cord and save money with streaming. And this is something that I see a lot of times when I'm working with clients, when they first come into us, they might be spending over $200 a month on cable costs. And that typically is including their cable, their internet and phone all bundled together. The national average is actually 217 a month, which makes it one of our highest utility bills that we pay if we're paying for cable. Um, and another thing about your cable bill is because a lot of times it's the same cost every month. Um, many people tend not to even pay attention to it. They put it on auto pay and they might not even know what the cost of it is. So a lot of times the client will come in and they think they're spending you know, $129 a month, but that was a promotional rate that actually expired a long time ago. And so even if your bill is not that high, but you have just been wanting to try this, if you are decently tech savvy, you should be able to make the switch very easily. Uh, Of course, there's a learning curve to any new technology, but you could potentially, if you're paying more than $200 a month, you might be able to save $100 a month, maybe even more. So I'm excited to dive into this today. I'm gonna introduce our special guest, who also happens to be my favorite person. It is my husband, John Wise. And this is officially John's first time on a podcast episode. And I wanted to have him on to talk about this topic because he is truly the expert at cutting the cable cord and all of the setup that goes into it. I really just sit on the couch and reap the benefits of his expertise. So welcome, John. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. Hello to everyone listening. So, uh, John, why don't you start by telling everyone how long ago we cut the cable cord and whether you think we made a good decision or not? Yeah, so we we cut the cable cord even before we moved into our house. So it's been six, maybe seven years since we've just been uh, on streaming services and not using uh, cable service. And we've never never looked back at it. Yeah, and that's not to mention like all the savings that we have every single month as a result from what we used to be paying. So I know a lot of people are probably starting off thinking, but what about DVR? So yeah, so most of these streaming services now, they all include DVR. um, And a lot of times they're better than the the DVR that you have on your cable box because when you have in your cable box, you just have it on one TV. Uh, but with these streaming services, is you can have this DVR or saved episodes on TV, uh, iPad, iPhone, your computer. You can typically watch them anywhere that you have a device connected to the internet on. Yeah, and a lot of times with cable companies, they're charging you a fee for every DVR box you have. Yes. That's something with a streaming service that you don't have to pay for. You do have to make sure you have a device on each of your TV or a smart TV, and we'll talk about that equipment that you'll need in a few minutes, Um, but you will save money on those monthly charges, getting charged for the DVR box and things like that. Um, So the other nice thing about that is that when we're traveling, 
Uh, John travels a lot for work and I go with him sometimes. We have access to our shows on our devices on the road. And so we don't have to miss our shows, you know, while we're on vacation or while we're traveling or make sure we're back in the room by 8 p.m. so we can catch something live before all the spoilers are out there. Uh, we don't have to do any of that because we can just watch it on our streaming services, which is really great. So I'm guessing that since we've talked about some of the perks to doing this, we should probably dive into the how. How do you actually cut the cable cord? So we want to start by talking about one of the cheapest ways to cut the cable cord. Yes, so the, the cheapest way to cut the cable cord is probably using a, an antenna. Uh, and most people have heard of antenna over the years. Um, these are not your, your grandparents' antennas that they use anymore. Uh, you have two ways of doing it. You can either put one on top of a roof um, and these are, they're very different than the older type antennas you used to see back in the day. Um, or you can also get one, they're called set-top antennas, um, but it's not like those old rabbit ears you see anymore. You can look them on Amazon, they're, they go up against the wall or against the window. Um, typically pretty cheap, around $20 for a, $20 to $30 for one on top of a, um, a set-top one. Uh, the ones on the roof can get a little more expensive. Um, you're probably looking at $50 to $60 for one of those uh, around typical price. Um, but you get a lot better reception up on, on the roof. Uh, but then you have to have somebody put it up and it's, you know, some HOAs don't allow it and, and things like that. But um, the good part about antennas is it's a one-time fee. You pay for it once and you never pay for it again. You hook it right up to your TV and then you're free to watch all your local channels uh, which is typically most of the programming is on local channels that we tend to watch. Um, but you have access to all that. Granted, there's no DVR with that, uh, but it's, it's free. Um, and every station, every local station, your NBC, CBS, Fox, they all have to have um, antenna services that they, they broadcast to. So. Yeah, so that can really be a big savings if you aren't looking for DVR or, you know, you aren't looking for some on-demand shows and you really just want live TV at a much cheaper cost. That one-time investment, which is probably way less expensive than your cable bill in one month, mm -hmm. will save you tons of money over time. Um, so let's talk about some of the other types of equipment. If somebody wants DVR or on-demand movies or shows, things like that, um, what are some things you would need? So, yeah, so um, typically what we tell people is, is if you have a device that you can put an app on, it'll probably work. Um, so that's including, you know, your phones, your iPads, your computers. Um, they all have apps to them. There's almost all these services that have an app you can just install on your phone, watch your shows on the go, uh, things like that. Um, but I think most people we're watching them on your TVs because that is where you, you know you typically watch your cable programming on. Um, so there's two main ways you can do it. Um, nowadays, I think 95% of the TVs you buy are smart TVs. Um, they all use a different uh, type of smart programming in there, but they all use the same thing with apps. And the majority of them, uh, you can just download your app and you can watch it through your smart TV. Uh, but for some of the older TVs uh, that aren't a smart TV, uh, it's really simple. So I know a lot of people have heard of either a Fire TV stick or a Roku stick or um, a Chromecast from Google or an Apple TV. Any of these devices, um, you can go to any of your, your box store, Walmart, 
Best Buy, anything like that, and pick one up. And they just plug right in the back of your TV, and you put apps on these, and that's how you watch it through there is through those apps. And the majority of them are just like you're watching your, your cable programming off of a DVR box. They all work just about the same. They look about the same. Uh, really easy to use. Yeah, and most of those streaming devices, they cost between like $30 and $50. Some of the more high-end ones can get up to like $100, $150. But again, this is a one-time cost, and then you can cut the yep. cable cord and be able to access all the different apps that we'll talk about in a few minutes. Um, so once somebody has the streaming device, how should they get that all set up? Because a lot of times that's like the the reason they're afraid to take the plunge. Yeah, so it's, it's super easy. Um, devices, uh, TVs and that, they have uh, HDMI ports, which is where you plug you know, your gaming consoles in or your, your Blu-ray player or anything like that. So that's all you do. You just plug it in uh, to the back of there, of the HDMI port. And then on the other side, there's a USB port. You can either plug in the back of your TV if you have one, or they all come with a little power adapter and you just plug it into the wall to power it. Um, and then once those are set up, then you just have to download the, the different app, depending on which service you want to use. Um, download the app there, and then just watch it like that. Um, so it's, it's pretty easy to use. And most people, I know majority of the U.S. now has Netflix. And it's the same thing. Netflix is just, you know, if you can watch Netflix, you can use any of the, the live streaming services with, with no problem. Yeah. So each of those devices have something like an app store or something like that where you can go in and install as many apps as you want. Mm -hmm. And you can do that like as a one-time setup and then only sign in and subscribe to the ones that you're currently using. So you could put a bunch of apps on your streaming device or on your smart TV and you're not getting charged anything for them yet. You just have downloaded the app and then you can just log into your account on one of those streaming services to turn it on and off. Um, so that's one of the benefits of streaming services, right? Yeah, and then with that, um, and we'll get into more detail about the different types of streaming services, but they all offer free trials, whether it be a month, uh, a week, a couple months if you get promotional, they all offer free trials. So you can install the app, sign up for a trial, and see if you like it. And the good part about the streaming services is that they don't have any long-term contracts. You pay by the month. Um, and then another good thing is if you pay for a month and you find out you don't want it or maybe it's it's summertime and you're not using it as much as you, you thought you would, uh, you're outside enjoying the weather and you want to cancel it, the good part about all these streaming services is you don't have to talk to anybody to cancel. Yeah. Uh, and I know that's being, um, you know, a, a little fussy, a little fussy, I guess, but <laughs> Whenever you go to call to cancel something, they're always going to try to, they're salespeople, they're going to try to talk you into staying in there. Yeah. Most people don't want to deal with that. The good thing about all these streaming services is you just, you can typically do it from the app or do it from your computer. You just click the button and it's canceled. Yeah. You don't have to have any sales calls where you call in to try to cancel or anything like that. So. Yeah, and that's such a good point that we didn't even talk about ahead of time. Um, like I feel like the cable company is the one company I've had to be on the phone with the most in mm -hmm. like my history of utility bills and things like that. So that's like a huge feature. So yeah, so John was talking about canceling the subscriptions at any time, sign up again at any time. We just did that over quarantine to watch Tiger King, which you might have guessed on Netflix. And then we turned Netflix right back off again as soon as we were done. Um, so when we're working with clients to help them reduce some of their expenses, 
and free up more of their dollars toward their goals, their dreams. We often see that people might already be subscribed to some of these streaming services and they might have lots of them. So one suggestion, if you're already kind of dipping your toe into the waters with streaming, uh, that you can do to free up tons of money in your budget right away is to pause all of them and then add them back on as you want to watch a show. That way you'll free up a lot of money and then you'll only be paying for the ones you're actually using. Another idea is you can commit to binging just one or two shows at a time that maybe are both on the same service so that you're not paying for all of the other services and then you can turn those back on when you're ready to use them. Because if you have that many streaming services, it could actually add up to be more than your cable bill, right? It could because you know, there's more coming out all the time. Um, so... And they all use different, they're different, um, the shows that they have on them. Yeah. You know, Netflix has their certain shows. You have Amazon Prime that has certain shows on there. Um, and, and you can't watch one on the other. So you're stuck with subscribing to a few of them if you want to watch all your shows. Yeah, makes sense. So another question a lot of people ask whenever I'm talking to them about cutting the cable cord is they're worried about watching live TV, which we did talk about with an antenna, but that's only local stations. So a lot of times people are concerned about sports or other shows that are on live that they wanna make sure that they're able to watch like right there in the moment. Um, and we'll talk about sports in a little bit, but can you share some like overall options for how people can watch live TV? Sure, there's a few uh, good options now. There's, um, uh, most people probably heard of them. They're advertised quite a bit. You have things like uh, Sling TV, um, Hulu, YouTube TV, there's a Direct TV now, there's uh, one that starts with an F, I don't remember what <laughs> it was. There's a bunch of them out there's, there. There's a bunch of them, different ones that are out there. There's Philo, I think, is another one. Okay. Um, there's a bunch of them out there that offer a live live TV services. And if so. you're watching this like a year after this has been recording, there's, there's probably some more. that we don't even know about yet. So... Um, so we teased this out a little bit earlier in the show, John, that we have DVR. Can you share with us how you've set that up for us? Yeah, so we have, um, we personally use YouTube TV, uh, and I know that's just our preference. Uh, not one is typically any that much better than the other one. You can just pick the one that you like. Um, but we use YouTube TV because it has everything that we enjoy watching on it, um, so we do that. We have we sign up for YouTube TV. Um, all of our devices, we have it on our phones, we have it on our TV. Um, you can sign in through Google Chrome on your computers. Um, and then you can watch TV um, with just like you're watching on a cable box on any of these devices, and it works really well. So Yeah, so I might set a show to record on our DVR on our TV, like through YouTube TV on our TV app but then I actually end up watching the show on my iPad up in the bedroom or something like that. Or we switch, a lot of times we watch Shark Tank late at night, that's mm -hmm. what we've been binging lately, and we will get to a point where we're tired and we're like, let's go watch the rest of the episode in bed. And so we'll pause it on the TV downstairs and go up and resume it upstairs and it's perfect. Yeah, and it, it works really well. And the part about YouTube TV is, and you wanna check these for each individual service, they all have different options for DVR. Uh, YouTube TV, which one reason why we like it so much, is that it offers unlimited DVR. Um, so you can record as many shows as you want. Um, you have, I believe it's six different accounts, and they all have unlimited DVR. Um, but I believe 
Hulu might have a limited DVR too. Um, it's been a while since we looked in, the, in each individual one, and they change all the time. Yeah. So if you're interested in DVR, make sure you look at the different options and see if you know you might run out of space and they might charge you more. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Now, one thing we want to say about YouTube TV is that it is one of the more expensive ones for the all-inclusive. Um, it's you know nowhere near as inexpensive as Netflix. It's currently $65 a month. But if the average household is paying $50 just for internet, and then they're paying $65 for this one streaming service that basically includes as much live TV as you probably want, that's $115. So if you compare that to the national average for a cable bill, which was $217, that's saving over $100 a month from that national average, which is $1,200 a year. And that's a lot of money, you know, $1,200 a year. Think of what else you could be putting that money toward. And it's just a really great option. Um, so another question we get a lot is what about sports? Yeah, so that's that's a big one. So um, luckily, most of the the big sports, like your, your football, um, sometimes your baseball, a lot of times your basketball and basketball season, most of those are on your local networks, your ABC um, for college football, your ESPN, which most of the streaming services do have ESPN with them, uh, but the same thing like CBS on Sundays for football and then all those. So those are typically on your, your local live channels you can use with your antenna, or most of these do have your, your live channels included. Um, but then uh, they have TBS, TNT, um, ESPN, all those are your cable services, um, which are a little different than your over the air. And those... You know, you can watch your your game of the weeks and stuff like that on there. Um, and they almost all include that. Uh, but then if you want things like um, the NFL Game Pass or um, MLB. MLB TV, and then there's the NBA uh, equivalent. equivalent yeah. which, um, but things like, I know YouTube TV, there's an option where you can subscribe to the NBA Game Pass. You get all the NBA games. I believe there's an NFL one where you can get the, the NFL game. Same thing as a lot of satellite providers offer that. Uh, but I think you can – the same thing with those is you, most of them, you can pay the NBA streaming service, you know, a one-time fee, download their app, and then just have the NBA games. Uh, we do that with MLB TV to watch uh, baseball games. So one-time fee, it's typically – it ranges, but it's about $100 a year, maybe a little more than that. You pay that one-time fee, you download the MLB TV app, and then you can watch all the baseball games are on there. Um, so, you know, you actually can get more sports than just your cable networking. That's awesome. Um, well, I think that's basically everything we wanted to cover. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise. John is definitely more knowledgeable about all of the options than I am, and he's also helped my family, my aunt and uncle, he's helped a lot of our friends and things like that get started with streaming and help them cut the cable cord. Is there anything else you can think of that you want to add? Yeah, just, um, you know, keep in mind the antenna. That's a really good, and it's also a good backup option. Uh, like we said before, mm -hmm. it's a one-time fee. You pay for it, and then if you ever wanted to cancel any of these, you know, pay-by-month services, you can always have your TV. You have your local news on there. You can get your weather. Uh, you can get your primetime shows, and it's it's free. You pay for it one time. So even if you're going to do these streaming services, I always highly recommend um, if you're in a, a 
an area that has you're close enough to pick up a, a signal. Right. Um, if you live way out in the middle of you know farm country, it might be a little difficult. But right. Um, but if you live somewhere close to a, a city that has a um, broadcast tower, you can pick that up. Um, so you you typically I tell people you always want to get the antenna because it's a one-time fee, and you always have it there if you want to cancel any other contracts. Um, and and I if guess, your internet goes out, and if your internet goes out for some reason, yeah, you know you can still use that to watch uh, live dive TV. So, um, and I think the other thing is a lot of people don't want to make the plunge because they like their cushy uh, DVR setup. You know, w uh, we used to have Spectrum, and you know you just turn it on and you have your cable box and you press the button, you have all your live shows there, and it records on there, and it's just, it's convenient. Um, but once you set up the one time with these streaming services, it's just as convenient. Uh, typically even more convenient, because you have a lot more options with them when you sign up for them to watch them on different TVs, different devices. Um, mul multiple people can watch different things at the same time. Uh, so really just, you know, try to go out of your comfort zone a little bit and get out of your you know, your cable or your satellite and box try it. And, yeah. ju and just try it. Because like I said, if, if you don't like one option, you pay by the month, you can cancel that and try a different one. And then you can always go back to cable. Right. But right. You can always, go, always back. go back, but it's, it's worth giving it a shot to try a couple different ones and try to save some money. So, yeah. So if you have not taken the plunge yet, we would love to hear from you and let us know when you do um, definitely reach out. So I want to share at the end some options, like maybe you aren't ready to take the plunge just yet, but you're looking for some options to lower your cable, your internet, your phone bill, uh, if they're all bundled together like that. So one thing I want to encourage you to do is shop around. A lot of times the cable companies might have a monopoly in the area, but there are some other options, other providers. Uh, I always like to look for something with no contract that I can cancel at any time. Another thing you can do is call to renegotiate your bill. And so I typically call our cable company whenever they raise our bill and I renegotiate it back down. So a couple of tips. One, obviously be polite, smile when you're talking to them, keep your tone friendly. You're gonna be more likely to get some help that way. Two, call earlier in the day if possible before they've dealt with angry customers all day. Um, three, explain that you're prepared to switch providers or cut the cord or whatever that is. Let them know, like, I have the information on what I need to do to cut the cord. I'm ready to do this. But if I can find a reasonable rate with you, I'd rather just stay with you. You can, four, ask to have a promotional rate applied to your account. And then finally, just remember that their first offer to you is not going to be their best offer. A lot of times you might even hear, no, we can't lower your bill. But a phrase that I use um, politely is that's not good enough for us. So can you please transfer me to somebody who does have the authority to make that change on our account? And so those are some ways you can call and renegotiate really any of your bills. Um, if we're talking now about another way to save money with your cable bill is to use your own modem and routers. Um, so a lot of times cable companies will charge a monthly fee for the use of their equipment. So typically, was what was it, $5 a month for a modem? It was. It, we were paying 5 I mean, years ago. But then when they moved it up to, I think, $8, and this was, it's been 5 or 6 years since... 
we had one. And when they moved it up to eight is when we, we bought our own. Yeah. And so that can really save you some money. So if you're even just paying $5 a month for modem and you buy a $50 modem, you can break even on that savings in 10 months. So it might really be worth it for you. Um, if you're definitely keeping cable for that time period, you know, 10 months, you know you're going to be saving money in under a year. And even if you cancel cable, you're still going to need internet running to your home. So even if you have cut the cord, you might want to consider checking to see if you're being charged for a modem anyway. And then another way you could save money on your cable bill is to reduce the premium subscriptions you have to just one at a time, kind of like what we talked about with all of the other streaming services. So that is everything we have for you today. Thank you so much for being with us here on the Fiscal Fitness Podcast. And we will see you back here again next time. Take care. If you would like more information about how we can help you take the stress out of money with one-on-one financial coaching, please check out our website, www.fiscalfitnessphx.com. And please join our private Facebook group by going to facebook.com slash groups slash fiscal fitness money. And if you have a passion for personal finance and are interested in helping others take the stress out of money by becoming a financial coach, check out our financial coach training program at www.financialcoachacademy.com and join our free Facebook group by searching Facebook for Financial Coaches Unite. We'll see you on the next episode of the Fiscal Fitness Podcast, where we'll help the world take the stress out of money.